listeners, your host Kaylee here. Just a quick note about this upcoming podcast. We had a few sound issues. There is uh, unfortunately white static noise on our track and no matter how hard we tried, we could not get rid of it. So hopefully that won't be too annoying for you. But also there is a moment in one of our trailers where somebody swears. So I just wanted to give you a heads up if you are sensitive to that. You can just mute that part, skip over it. It's very fast. But thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. And action. Hello, poppers, and welcome to Popcorn, a fan's review of what's playing in theaters. I am your host, Kaylee, and with me is Lulu Bell. Hi, poppers. Now, we are slowly making headway through all of our Phoenix Film Festival coverage. The festival just came to an end. We were up there over the opening weekend. We actually have some little mini podcasts we're calling Kernels up already that gives you the instant reaction to all the films we saw as we came out of the theater. These are raw, unedited opinions. And now that we've had about a week to really digest everything that we saw, we wanted to give you the full review of two films that we really enjoyed. The first one we actually want to discuss is a film directed by James Sadwith called Coming Through the Rye. Dear Mr. Salinger, if you read this letter and think I'm a pain in the ass, I'm sorry. I'm one of 575 inmates here at Crampton Prep. I say inmates because here at Crampton, it seems like you always have to watch your back. He could be anywhere in there. He could be in the next aisle, or he could be behind the counter. He could even be the postman incognito. Uh, Mr. Jerome David Salinger. Nope. Never heard of him. Is your postmaster around? I am the postmaster. You won't find him. Nobody does. Now, this film is actually really interesting because it's inspired by the filmmaker's own personal story. He actually identifies with the character he wrote where it's a kid who is going to a boarding school and he wants to adapt the book Catcher in the Rye for his senior thesis project. But in order to do that, he has to go get the permission from J.D. Salinger, the author and notorious recluse. (laughs) And it's a story about, you know, a teenager who doesn't really fit in. This is the thing he's nerding out about is Catcher in the Ride, how he really identifies with the character. But it's a, it's a tale of finding his place in the world and, and growing up. Mm-hmm. And kind of leaving his own mark because he's adapting someone else's work and he wants to actually make it into a play. So he identifies himself with the main character a lot, but he doesn't see his own merits as a person and so it's a great kind of evolutionary arc of his character seeing how he starts off as believing he's this one character because he identifies with him so much and then actually coming into his own and really appreciating or just accepting the fact that he's different and that uh, he has his own virtues. Exactly. And he, it's interesting because when he does finally go on this adventure, and spoiler alert, it's already shown in the trailer. So he does meet the author, who's actually played by 
Chris Cooper, who does a fantastic job of being this curmudgeon recluse. Mm-hmm. It was brilliant. But he basically says, you adapt my book that's stealing. You need to go out and make your own mark. You need to make your own creative endeavor. You're smart enough to do this. Mm-hmm. And that really stuck out to me in, in multiple ways. Well, he himself tells him, you have to leave your own mark, do your own stuff. <laughs> and so it was interesting because this story, in a way, is him making his own mark. It all comes together to for him at the end when he actually writes an essay, if you will, that he gives in front of his whole entire school about his experience. It's a fascinating story and very heartwarming. And a big part of it is actually the relationship between the boy and the this girl who's played by Stephania Owen. She is just fantastic. She she is like, what do we call it? Like the helper, but divine intervention in some ways. She is there to mm-hmm. help facilitate his adventure, but also make sure he stays safe. So she's very much a mothering character, actually. Yeah, uh, she takes very good care of him because he he's this teen who can't really take care of himself. And they both just go on this road trip, which really reminded me of the old style kind of uh, long road trips that, you know, they you see these characters get to know each other. They're a bit of, it's not that they don't get along at first. It's just, you know, they, they rub each other a little bit. And then you see this really nice kind of arc of them getting, not so much getting together, but just kind of understanding each other and appreciating each other. And it's really, it's really great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it draws him out of his book world because he, Jamie is the character's name played by Alex. So Jamie, he gets, He's so consumed, so involved with the book Catcher in the Rye that he's not really living his own life. Mm -hmm. Stefiana just pulls him out from the fiction into the nonfiction, pulls him into his own life. And it's just, it's written so beautifully, so tastefully. One thing I really enjoyed about this film is that it was not like gratuitous teenage angst in any way, which is so refreshing. Yeah, I agree with that. I typically tend to get very annoyed with very angsty teen films where it's just very drama-ish. But this one was so, it was angsty in a laid back way, which seems counterintuitive. It, It doesn't seem, it's paradoxical almost but it fits together so well because you see these characters who aren't over dramatizing their situation it's just something that they don't understand it's something that they're trying to cope with and of there comes the angst but of course they also don't basically they don't melodrama it yeah it's it's a very natural and humane way of treating the characters and i found myself constantly thinking about this um, of several films that we saw at the festival is that these movies they have a very just down-to-earth way of dealing with characters where things are not overblown or in your face and it just it felt good to watch this movie. I walked out of that theater feeling good, which how many films actually can you say that mm-hmm. about? Yeah. And it was the very first one we saw, so it was the perfect introduction into the film festival. <laughs> exactly. Let's go ahead and just give this film our food rating in case you guys haven't been following along. We like to compare our films to different types of foods and then we'll explain why that food pairs up with that film. So I'll kick it off for this one. For me, coming through the rye just made me think of angel food cake with rum sauce on top. Oh, fancy. It's something that you are familiar with that might take you back to your childhood and 
and just bring all sorts of warm nostalgia, but there's a richness to it, a layer to it that as an adult, you can really appreciate. And that's where the rum sauce is coming in. Seeing it through the eyes of being as old as I am now, (laughs) definitely not a teenager. It just had such poignancy and such a nostalgia for me. Mm -hmm. Even though I, this film is set in 1969. I mean, I, I could still just identify with that growing pains of trying to figure out your place in the world and make your mark. Mm-hmm. Well, mine is a much simpler food rating. Mine is a it. This movie for me felt like a warm chocolate chip cookie with a glass of milk. You can't go wrong with it, and it's something that's just kind of timeless and it's simple, but in a very like warming way, and it makes you feel comfy, and you just can't go wrong. And it it's something that anyone can enjoy. So that's my rating. <laughs> Both of those sound delicious, and now I'm craving dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, moving on to the second film that we wanted to highlight, and and this one, I I will just say right out of the gate, was my absolute most favorite film that I saw out of the whole entire Phoenix Film Festival. Yeah, I wish this one had been our very last film of the festival, because it would have ended beautifully. This final film that that we loved was A Light Beneath Their Feet, and it was written by more McMahon, who's actually there at the festival and directed by Valerie Weiss. And already right off the bat, this film is interesting because it's got women at the helm of this film, which is rare uh, to see, most definitely in Hollywood, how often do you get a female writer and a female director teaming up to put together a film? And the story itself is very much a female-centered story, which you don't see very often. And when you do see it, it's either a comedy, it's a rom-com, or it's some sort of over-dramatized version of what female life is supposed to be. Mom! So glad you're staying close next year. What shape? What shape, Mom? Tell me. A big heart. So much love. Who doesn't want you to go to UCLA, Mom or Dad? They don't even know I applied. I want to get off my meds. What would happen if you went off your meds? Let's let's think this through. I risk losing Beth again. What was she like before? Before she was diagnosed? Maybe, my baby. I know some stuff about Beth. When she was five, her mom kidnapped her. You missed your blue pill last night and this morning. Mm-hmm. You gotta go to the pharmacy before work. Do I have to? Because I'm like right on the edge and I feel perfect. Perfect. Why are you changing everything when I'm about to have the biggest change of my life? You don't understand. This is your chance. You have to create your own life. She'll, she'll take all of it. This film is just, ah. Oh, so to, to put it in context here, it is a story about a mother and a daughter. And the daughter is in her senior year of high school. And she's trying to live a normal teenage life. Okay, got it. We can all identify with that. What makes her life interesting and difficult is that her mother is bipolar. And in a way, their roles are reversed. The daughter has to take care of the mother. The, the daughter is played by Madison Davenport. She plays Beth. And the mother is 
uh, Tyrion Manning, who plays Gloria. Both of these actresses did such a phenomenal job of articulating their characters. And another thing I felt very strongly about this film is that this film showed mental illness, mental disabilities, which is not something that you really see in mainstream films very often, or at least it's not treated humanely. In this film, it's not necessarily, this is a disability, look at how inept Tyrion Manning is as a mother. I, I like that it wasn't in your face. This is the disability we're talking about. This is the, you know, the elephant in the room. I like that they took it as this is part of their lives. It's not something that stands out. It's it's almost something very subtle. It's something that they have to fight with every single day. And I like that they didn't over-Hollywoodize it mm-hmm. in the sense of making it bigger than it is. Because they this film was very realistic and very very conscious of the fact that a lot of people suffer from this disease and they were trying, I think, in a way to be very conscious of that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I, when I say humane, that's what I really mean is that they, they handled the mental illness with just, just great care, to, in a way, almost great love, I felt. Mm-hmm. It's coming through Moira's script. And interestingly, she told us after the film that the the story she told was a little bit of a foil for her own life where that instead of having it be her mother, it was a, it was a significant other who had bipolar disorder but mm-hmm. you could just feel the the daughter's pain you could feel madison's pain through beth and, and you know how she she was struggling because she wants to go to school across the country but she feels unable to leave her mom especially says her mom's like well why why should i take my medication you know you're you're the reason why i take it so i can have you in my life so she she worries about her and i think anybody who has had Uh, a relative or loved one with any sort of mental illness or disability can relate to just the struggle that you have to go through to have a quality relationship with that person. And you can, that's the whole point is that you can have a quality relationship. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be a very hard, painful relationship at times. And it's brilliant what Madison did with the character and how well she portrayed Beth. We see this constant struggle like in her eyes and in her face of how guilt-ridden she is for just merely thinking of wanting to move cross-country to go to the school that she wants. And it's pretty heartbreaking seeing all of this evolve or dissolve in the story where what does she do? do does she make her own life and leave her mom behind does she stay with her mom it's just it's very very sad Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and it's uh, this this film just cut me to the core and the interesting thing too just cinematically speaking this film was very intriguing because as Tyrion's Gloria was coming apart and spiraling apart the the film goes on to explain what happens that her medications essentially get mixed up and there's a whole another layer of drama there that I don't want to spoil because it's so good it's (laughs) every layer of this film is so Mm -hmm. good but as she starts to unravel and, and her mind starts to go manic, the, the camera starts to shake and get jittery. The close-ups are really tight and you just kind of enter into the the disorder and you, you feel it. And I was just so invested in this film. Every moment of it from when it first opened to when it finally the the credits rolled Mm -hmm. and it just ah i i can't sing this film's praises enough it i feel like this film needs to be wide released everybody should see this film it's Mm -hmm. so touching i completely agree with that and taryn does 
such an amazing job with the character. I mean, she does it so well. That whole uh, desperation and the antsiness that she has and what she feels and the relationship that she's trying to have with her daughter who at times doesn't understand her or what she's going through. I think she should get nominated for for a lot of awards. (laughs) Definitely. Almost definitely. I mean, both Tyrion Manning and Madison Davenport, like they they were the ones who made the story come alive. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of other great actors in here. Kurt Fuller's in here. Carter Jenkins plays the love interest of Madison. Uh, I mean, just fantastic. All around stellar cast. Mm -hmm. And for just, just, it seems like such a simple film, but it ends up being so much more. Yeah, I completely agree. So for a rating, I really have been struggling on what to pair this film with as far as with food. It almost seems wrong to do so. But what popped up in my head was... Like a, a a very special ritualized dinner, almost like a Passover dinner, where each of the foods or the dishes is going to have a significant meaning, a significant layer, and but it's comforting. And even though it may remind you of something that is difficult, like for instance the Passover dinner, you know, and yet you know, growing up and having that ritual is kind of like in a way like Christmas dinner, something you look forward to. Something sweet and delicious that you're gonna have memories to, and that and that's the relationship between Tiered and Madison, between their characters, where it's it's not easy, it's it is difficult, and yet you're commemorating it, and it's something you look forward to. So something a, a holiday dinner, special religious or commemorative feast. Mm, yeah, I have a similar kind of feeling to this film, in the sense that I'm thinking about comfort food. Um, when seeing this, when thinking of this film, uh, like for me, it's like, it, it feels like chicken noodle soup when you're sick. You you need that warmth in your belly that just makes you feel like you're going to be all right. And it has that great flavor and you just feel comfortable and you know that you're going to be all right. That's what this film made me feel. I love these films though. Both both of these films were brilliant and highly, I highly recommend seeing them if they come to your town. We'll put links in the descriptions to their websites. You could see when they'll be coming to your cities, but fantastic all around. Uh, Keep your eyes out for them. Yes, and stay tuned to our website at popcornfanfilmreviews.weebly.com We are putting up our written reviews on the rest of the films that we saw at the festival. There were nine in total, so we just talked about two we have seven more to go so check out for that kaylee and i will be doing the written reviews for those and also check out our social sites at on facebook and twitter yep you can find us there we'll as we get these uh, updates posted and reviews posted we'll be throwing those up and also check out we have our guest reviewer eric munganess who sent us his review of the jungle book which just opened as well as an upcoming interview with the writer and director of the green room film which is going to be opening here at the end of the month so stay tuned for that and don't forget we have a new podcast series our foreign features we are trying to expand our film knowledge and film world so we are looking at different foreign films from all over the world check that out thanks Thanks for for listening. listening